A wild night for the Outlaws at Lawrenceburg last night, including Sheldon Huddenshield and Carson Macedo going in opposite directions, plus Monday wins for Jimmy Owens, Dustin Sorensen, and LJ Lombardo. Let's go. Today is Tuesday, May 31st, 2022. Welcome into Dirt Tracker Daily. I'm Justin Fiedler. Lawrenceburg Speedway and the World of Outlaws Sprint Cars put on one hell of a show last night, and I hope you had a chance to tune in. If not, go find either the highlights on the Outlaw YouTube channel or the replay in the Dirt Vision Vault. We had a little bit of everything last night with 43 cars in attendance, including a hard-charging Kyle Larson, huge freaking sliders, drama for a points contender, and even a green-white checkered finish. It's been a pretty quiet season so far for Brock Zierfoss so far. Uh, just four top 10 finishes in 22 races entering last night, but he sat on the pole and was out front very early on. Unfortunately for him, the finish in the box score ended up looking a lot like the rest of his season has. He caught the outside wall in turns one and two on lap four and cut down a right rear tire and did some suspension damage. His guys did a great job to get him back in the race, and he did end up 12th on the night. There was actually a lot of great stuff in the work area last night. I know it's something we mention periodically, but I love some good work area coverage with the Outlaws. Chase Rodman in the mix calling out what's happening. Crew guys crawling all over sprint cars. I love it. We had teams changing flat tires. Casey Kane's nine car had a front end put in it. And there was a mad thrash on Craig Kinzer's 11K after a flip. At one point, I counted crew members from seven different teams working on Craig's car, including Craig himself. They did eventually run out of time, but I love how everyone helps out in these situations. Once the race got going again, Logan Schuhart inherited the lead on lap four, but fifth starting Sheldon Hoddenshield was after him. Schuhart was only out front for seven laps before Sheldon tracked him down in lap traffic and grabbed the lead on lap 11. The 1S and the 17 had a nice slider fest for a few laps, and then things stayed wild down the stretch with David Gravel and Kyle Larson also getting into the mix. Young Money started 16th and got to second with two laps to go. And then on the white flag lap, he made a move for the lead and looked like he was maybe going to have it. Uh, he was maybe going to clear the 17, but a caution for a slowing Parker Price Miller erased that move. On the final restart, Schuhart threw a massive slide job at Larson for second, and that let Sheldon get away for the win. The victory was the third for the NOS 17 team over the last four races, and they now have a series best five total for the year. And since finishing 21st at Lincoln, they have five straight top four finishes. Really great run right now for Sheldon, that team. Larson ended up second on the night with Shuhart also on the podium in third. With Sheldon, Shuhart and Gravel all finishing ahead of Brad Sweet, the standings remain tight with only 80 points separating the top five. Unfortunately for Carson Macedo, though, he gave up more ground with a 13th place finish last night. The JJR41 was in the work area twice for right rear tire issues and has dropped to 66 points behind Sweet. They are currently sitting in fourth. Last couple of weeks have been brutal for Macedo and the 41. They won back-to-back -back at Peevely and Hobstadt, then had finishes of fourth, seventh, and third coming into the month of May. Following that Wednesday show at Lincoln Speedway, Macedo was second in the standings, just eight points behind Brad Sweet. Since then, he's gotten DQ'd at Williams Grove for being light at the scales after the feature. He was then 13th at Bridgeport, bounced back for a nice second place at Attica, but then was 12th at Atomic and 13th last night. Without the Grove DQ, he would have left Central Pennsylvania with the points lead, but is now 4th and trails by 33 feature positions if you figured 2 points per position. 
And back to Sheldon and the Stenhouse Jr. Uh, Marshall team, you might start hearing champ- uh, championship rumblings again, but there is work to be done for that team, I think. They've had a nice few weeks, but the consistency questions will remain. 18 top 10s in 23 starts still trails Brad Sweet, and they've been in three B mains to Sweet's zero in 2022. They're probably about a full position off an average finish for they need to be to win a title, and the 17 has nine double-digit finishes on the year compared to just four for Sweet. Sheldon's gained 34 points on Sweet since Bristol, but we haven't seen a super great KKR 49 yet this year. Only one win, and it's been 12 races since that happened. If we can get the Sheldon that went 18 straight top 10 finishes back in 2020, we might have a battle here. Up until or until then, we start seeing them rip off these good finishes consistently. I'm going to remain skeptical here. The Outlaws are back on Friday at River Cities in North Dakota. Before we move on to other things, uh, I just wanted to spotlight the week ahead at Tri-City Speedway in Illinois. This isn't a sponsored mention or anything. I just think there's some great racing on tap there this week. They've got the Flow Racing Late Models tomorrow night, USAC Midgets on Thursday, and Word of Outlaws Late Models and MOA Sprint Cars on Friday. If you're in the St. Louis area over the next few days, maybe for NASCAR, get over to that racetrack. A lot of good stuff coming up. Elsewhere, last night, we had Jimmy Owens bagging $10,000 with the Ironman Series at 411 Motor Speedway. He took over the top spot on lap 40 from pole sitter Dale McDowell and earned his third late model win of the season. According to Dirt on Dirt, the win broke a 23-race winless drought for the Newport Nightmare. McDowell and Mac McCarter were the rest of the podium in a race that also included names like Ricky Weiss and Mike Marler. Marler confirmed in a tweet yesterday that he does have some confirmed injuries from that incident over the weekend at Wheatland, but that he's going to try and keep racing as his body allows. And Josh Richards does have a, quote, shattered nose and some broken teeth, unquote, according to his Facebook page. Uh, That was after getting hit with that dirt clod on Sunday at Eldora. They are still trying to figure out his recovery, and right now we don't know any sort of timeline on his return to the seat. Uh, So as we know more, we will keep you guys posted there as well. At Lebanon Valley for the Super Dirt Car Series, local favorite LJ Lombardo uh, outlasted several contenders last night to earn his first ever SDS victory. He topped Mark Johnson and Billy Decker to earn the very nice $13,500 payday and a guaranteed starting spot into the Super Dirt Week main event later this year. Names like Stuart Friesen, Andy Bacchetti, and Peter Britton all ended up down the order after having individual issues. With four races complete, Friesen holds a very slight four-point advantage over Matt Williamson for the championship. The big blocks are back on June 24th at Albany, Saratoga. And yesterday at Mason City Motor Speedway, points leader Dustin Sorensen closed out the U.S. MTS Modified Weekend with a victory to extend his series points lead. He topped defending champion Derek Ramirez and Zach Vanderbeek en route to his third win of 2022. This busy stretch of racing for the USMTS continues this week with three more shows starting Thursday night at Dallas County. Before we close out today, I wanted to briefly talk about the car counts for uh, the NARC series out west over the weekend. The series traveled to Oregon and Washington. That's a bit outside of their usual base in California. And they had fields of sprint cars of 18, 16, and 13 over the three nights. A few of you brought this up in the comments on yesterday's show, but I think it's important to remember that we're looking at a lot of different factors here. 410 uh, racing on the West Coast has been pretty beaten down in recent years, and with the current state of parts and tire shortages and all sorts of things, guys just don't have, you know, the ability to go 410 racing like they used to. They don't have 410s lying around to bolt into their cars, and they're going to maximize the distances that they travel to races, especially with fuel prices right now. We know that Peter Murphy and Kevin Rudine and Brad Sweet and a bunch of others are working to rebuild 410 Racing out west, but it's going to take some time. 
The Dirk Cup at Skagit is now a 410 event uh, like we've talked about, and it's coming up at Skagit here in a few weeks. I wouldn't expect a huge car count that weekend, but with $50,000 going to the winner, teams will fight and scrape to make that event happen uh, for themselves if they can. I think there are some bright spots out there, so let's be patient and allow things to build up over the next few years before we kind of start judging the state of 410 racing right now. There are three shows on today's streaming schedule. Dervision has Outlaw Carts from Millbridge back on their regular schedule of weekly racing. Speedsport has action tonight from Lernerville, and there is Flow Racing 24-7. To see the full daily streaming schedule with links to watch, visit dirttracker.com slash watch tonight. That's it for the show today. Have a good Tuesday. If you have thoughts about the topics on today's show, please leave them in the comments below or tweet at me. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. We'll see you tomorrow for more Dirt Tracker Daily.